Aloha, I'm Yanji Denise. Welcome to Get Your House in Order, the show where we help you take care of the things that matter most. In this series, we'll cover a wide range of topics from health and wellness to financial readiness and preparing for every phase of life. Now, despite rising interest rates, Hawaii's housing market is white hot. Today, we'll be speaking with a real estate expert. But first, I'm joined by Paulette Ito of Hawaiian Financial Federal Credit Union. Paulette, always good to see you. Hi, welcome. Um, so tell us, why is Get Your House in Order so important to your organization? Hawaiian Financial Federal Credit Union wanted to get involved with Get Your House in Order because we felt that it was an initiative that Hawaii's community needed. We want to make sure that Hawaii is organized and prepared for life so that they have more time to free themselves to live, to enjoy life, to thrive. And we felt that that was very important because we noticed that with the pandemic, there were a lot of people struggled with many issues and they weren't able to find proper documentation or I mean, even for myself, I'm trying to find my mom's banana bread that's so moist and scrumptious and I can't find it. And sometimes you know, that's wasting time because I have a family and I want to spend time with my family. Yeah, that is so important. So where can people learn more? We created a guidebook. It's called the Ho'okele Guidebook, and you can find it at our website. That's hificu.com. So it's hificu.com. And you will go there. You'll be able to see all the articles. And you simply fill out a form, and the guidebook will be there for you. And why do you think people should get this started? Because it's very important to live your life and not worry about all the other things that could burden you. So if you wanted to be able to find your insurance documents, so my son is 14, he plays sports, and in order to play sports you need a birth certificate. You know, I know a family who had to go and get a duplicate um, birth certificate because they don't have those things. So that just got us thinking, you know what, I think we need to help Hawaii get organized and put all their information together so that prepare them to document and organize so that, you know, like I said, be able to thrive. Yeah, and what kind of gaps do you see with this kind of information that most people have? Oh my gosh, we see a lot of gaps. You've, have you ever seen any of those organizing shows where they throw all the clothes in one area and you take it from your drawers, your closet, um, from a box, and there's so many, and you didn't realize you had 30 pairs of jeans? Well, that's what getting your house in order is. By putting everything together, Maybe I might have 10 different um, banana bread recipes in a box here and a, and a shelf there. And we've also seen in the major gaps is property. There are so many people who um, they don't know what to do with their property after someone passed away. So we see that we need to be able to help our community and property is a big one. Oh, these are such important issues. Thank you so much, Paulette. We're gonna be speaking with Kay Mukaigawa, a realtor with more than three decades of experience here in Hawaii in a moment. But first, a first-hand look on why knowing how and when to invest in real estate is so important. Hi, my name is Julia and I'm an associate producer for Get Your House in Order. During this time, we've been getting a lot of positive responses from these personal stories. And this is Diane's story from Hawaii Island. She wrote in, Most women are probably familiar with the saying, I'm becoming my mother. Well, I guess I'm truly becoming my mom, as that's a very good thing. My mom's known to our family as Tutu. Was a role model on how we live a full life and how to plan for her loved ones after she was gone. 
My mom died when she was 84 years young, and she had prepared long before her death to ensure I would have an easy time taking over her assets, including her real estate, bank accounts, car, and other various investments. Even when she was healthy, she started sending me details information about her plans. It started out with her making an estate plan, a revocable living trust. She sent me a copy of her plans, including her will, health directives, and instructions regarding her assets. She even sent me her car title to have me sign as a co-owner. One of the secrets to my mom's financial stability was to save money wherever she could. She was also smart when it came to real estate. She would save as much money as she could, and she was able to be on the lookout to purchase real estate. Because my mom's superior foresight and planning, the transition of ownership of all her assets to me went smoothly after she passed away. And now I'm following in her footsteps. My husband and I have an estate plan spelling out our desires regarding all of our assets. We've spoken with our children about our plans and I've even shared details information with my daughter about my computer passwords. We also recently filled out a form called Five Wishes with information on how we want to be remembered when we pass away. And now I can't find them. This is why it's so important to put all documents and important information in one centralized location. It's never too late or too early to start saving and planning. And that's her advice and her story. Thank you. For all your money needs, Hawaiian Financial Federal Credit Union is here for you. Visit HiFiCU.com. Welcome back. Joining us now is Kay Mukaigawa, president and principal broker of Engel & Volkers Honolulu. She's a licensed realtor for over 37 years. Kay was also named Hawaii's best realtor in 2021, voted by Honolulu Star Advertiser readers. Quite a distinction. Welcome, Kay. Thank you for having me. So Hawaii's real estate market always feels red hot. What is the market like right now? You know, during COVID, during the last two years, the market was red hot over 40% increase in values, about 20% in 2020 and in 2021. But it's a little different now. It's softening a little bit. I shouldn't say softening, cooling a little bit. You know, prices are still strong, I mean, higher than ever. Prices uh, this year are still higher than last year, but property is sitting on the market a little longer. And there's longer days on market. And I think people are really starting to reassess really where they're at because interest rates have increased in such a short period of time. What does that mean for buyers? Well, really what it means for buyers is I think as they start to take a good look at their situation and just reassess what they can or cannot buy, you know, they'll start to take some time to take a better look at what's available. They also need to understand more things now because money is such a big issue. I always ask them to take a look at something like an assessment. A lot of buyers don't even think about assessments. And there are things that are needing to be fixed in older buildings. And those types of things cost money. A seller may, may opt to pay it off or may opt to pass that cost on to a buyer. And so, you know, these types of things are things that a buyer may not be prepared for. And it doesn't mean it's bad, but it's causing buyers to just pause a little and it, it makes it actually a little bit more normal than it was because 
it was such a frenzy over the last couple of years. It really was. And walk us back a little bit. Explain what an assessment is for folks who are not familiar with that concept. So buildings may have expenses that come up like plumbing or maybe something called spalling or other things that will have to be shared by everybody in the building. And they'll take that amount and they'll divide it all typically by square footage. Like in my son's building, when he was looking to sell it, they charged give or take about $20,000 per bedroom. So he having a three bedroom unit had an assessment of over $60,000. He was looking to sell his unit at one time and buyers were thinking, gosh, I don't know if I want to pay that. So I think he had to think twice about maybe actually paying that off himself because those are things that um, may not fit into everybody's budget, especially now. But that doesn't mean it's a bad time to buy because it's really, I think, a lot more stable. You know, a lot of people can take a little bit more time and pause to understand these things. When you're having conversations with buyers these days, what do you find that they're looking for? Because the way we live in our homes has really changed. So many of us are working from home. Maybe kids need to be going to school sometimes online, if you, especially if you have a college student right now. What are you seeing uh, in terms of buyers' needs? Definitely, people are looking for more space. I think working from home is the new norm. I think understanding that time is precious and being closer to maybe grandparents who are helping watch children. Things like that are important. So definitely space and of course affordability. You know, so I think looking at the rental market, which is also a strong market versus buying, we see a lot of tenants hoping that they can now be homeowners. Okay, and if you are a buyer heading out there, what are those first steps that you recommend? Well, definitely they need to talk to a lender. They need to understand what it takes to buy in this marketplace and especially looking at their credit scores. Often buyers don't understand how important credit scores are and a good lender is going to give them a lot of guidance on that. Yeah, and how can you up your credit store score? How can you prepare for that? I know I want to buy a house, let's say next year. How do I get in the best position? Well, I think by talking to a smart lender, they're going to give you some guidance about how you spend your money and maybe not maximizing your credit card or going over a certain amount. Because a lot of times people get excited when they want to buy and they start to think about, oh, I see this furniture that I like. And they don't realize that by buying it in advance, they may hurt their chances of actually even owning that place. Okay, we're going to have much more with Kay in just a moment. Stay with us. First time home buyers. Talk to a lender to better understand what you're able to purchase in the current market. Also, know and keep track of your credit score and how your short-term purchasing decisions can sometimes hurt potential home ownership. Long's Drugs is always here for Hawaii, providing your family with their local favorites, accessible health and wellness services to keep you safe and healthy. Make Long's a part of your day. Beachside Roofing, the leaders. Welcome back. We are speaking today with Kay Mukaigawa of Engel and Volkers Honolulu. And Kay, we talked about buyers to start. Now let's talk about sellers. What are what is their position in the market right now? You know, in the many years I've talked with sellers, many of them have lived in properties for a while, and the first thing they tell me is, "I want to sell my house as is." And I can understand. Nobody wants to really fix it up, and they just want to keep things simple. But I think what they really should realize is selling it as is can be accomplished in 
putting an addendum on in their contract so that they're protected, but they should really take a look at their property and have an assessment done. Because, you know, simple things like paint and, and you know, uh, flooring and some minor cosmetics can make a really big difference. What kind of a financial difference are we talking about? How much more do you think a person can sell their house if they actually take the time to do what you're talking about? You know, often we say, if you put in a dollar, you can expect more than $2 back. So somebody, we've had people put in ten dollars or $20,000 and get $50,000 more for their property. And I think they're so surprised that once they do that and we do some staging and other things, it doesn't seem like the same house. Wow, that's incredible. And what, you know, there is this feeling when you want to sell, oh, I want to sell right now, I want to get out of here. Uh, is that always the best strategy? You know, I know people are just so concerned about time, but what they really need to think about, and this big word in our market right now, is liability. And you know, liability is so important because buyers are spending so much money to buy a property, and I often feel that sellers do not take the time to look at something that they need to fill out called a real property disclosure statement. That It's a four-page disclosure statement, but it's a law. It's gotta be done. And when they fill that out and they really look at it, I think they realize that, wow, there's a lot of questions that that buyer is going to ask. And by doing that, I think they'll, they'll go back and they'll say, maybe I should fix something that I wasn't going to fix because I might get sued, you know? And so looking at that in general, when they look at their entire property, you know, sometimes spending that extra 5000 might make sense because then you've got a a buyer doing their home inspection and saying, I want $15,000, you know, and um, they could have actually saved money. So I think two things that sellers need to look at is if they prepare their property properly, they're going to maximize gain because they maximize appeal. And if they really look at the things that are wrong with their property, and if there's anything that could be structural or a hazard, they should really take a good look about not just selling it totally as is, but having somebody take a look at those things because often we find sellers giving up more money than they really uh, could have if they simply had a professional fix those things. So Kay, what's the biggest mistake that you see sellers often make? I think they take the fact that their property should be prepared too lightly. I think they just think, you know, uh, we're going to sell it as is. We're, they're going to just have to take it the way it is. And they really should look at, you know, some of the things that they've seen as issues. And I think getting somebody to walk through the house with them with fresh eyes, because when you've lived someplace for decades, you walk past that puka in the wall or, or some issue that you've just learned to live with. And really a buyer is spending hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, the biggest purchase of their life, they're going to start to look at everything. Um, so I think getting professionals to help you take a look at the property is really important. And in the end, you're really going to maximize gains and you're going to minimize liability. Yeah. And there's an emotional component to this too. When you're selling a home, it's hard not to be attached to the place and think, well, if it was good enough for me, it should be good enough for them. Exactly. And you know, you get so attached even as a realtor myself, you know, purchasing and selling. I mean, it gets to me too, because it's the, it's a big investment. And it's also something that you've really grown attached to. So it, it does become an emotional step in your life. And so just getting some guidance, I think, and understanding, 
you know, that this new family is going to love your home as much as you did is also important. And take the time to really just talk. Talk it out with a realtor. And I think you'll feel a lot better about the next stages. That's wonderful advice. Of course, this show focuses on getting your house in order, so Kay is going to share her best advice on how to do just that when we come back. Biggest mistakes sellers make. Some prospective sellers want to sell their house as is, but they should have a real estate professional take a look at the property first. Many times, relatively superficial cosmetic issues are inexpensive to fix. For every dollar invested, sellers can generally expect to receive $2 back. Impact Wealth Solutions. Dream, plan, live. We're speaking now to Kei Mukaigawa, voted Hawaii's best realtor in 2021, chosen by Honolulu Star Advertiser Realtors. Let's get to buyers and sellers. As folks are starting this process, what's your best advice for them? Well, I think whenever I talk to either a buyer or a seller, the one question I ask all of them is what's your exit strategy? And I think that understanding your exit helps a buyer because they really need to think about how long am I gonna own a property? How long am I gonna live here? That may determine how much money they put into the property. It may determine how they finance, you know? So understanding that down the road question helps in many ways. And I think it'll help you just prepare as you take that initial journey as a buyer. That's so interesting because, you know, we tend to think that if you buy a home, you're going to live there forever. But that's not necessarily the case anymore. You know, they say that a buyer may move seven times in their life, really. So I don't know if that's so for everyone, but you talk to any senior and you ask them to count how many times they moved. Some of them have moved quite a few times by, you know, the time they become a senior. But I think understanding a little bit more will help you be a little smarter about strategizing. You know, and that's the case for sellers as well. You know, when it comes to sellers, they really need to think about, you know, I've been in a property for a long time and, you know, how long am I gonna stay here? You know, I wanted to share a situation with one of my really good friends. So she calls me up and she says, um, I wanna sell my property because we, we hardly go there anymore. Oh, I've been going to my parents' house, taking care of my mom. And I really think we're more than likely gonna move in. And that happens a lot in Hawaii, right? And so um, I take a look at her property and it's a great property, but it's also appreciated quite a bit because it's in a good neighborhood. So she buys it for $500,000. It's probably worth $2.5 million. So over $2 million in gain, quite a bit, right? And so when she looks at this situation, she realizes, well, there's a lot of taxes due. You know, and I shared with her, when you own property as an owner-occupant for two out of the last five years, the first $500,000 of gain for her and her husband is tax-free. So she doesn't have to worry about that. But what about the nearly $2 million of gain after that? She's got to pay capital gains taxes on it. So what we were able to do is have her talk with her accountant to get some advice about sheltering that gain by doing something called a 1031 tax deferred exchange. And it's something I talk about over and over whenever I can, because it's one of the best ways for somebody who owns property to shelter gain. That's fantastic. And what a huge difference that makes for her financially. Definitely. And you know, that really came into play because they started thinking about their exit strategy, but by doing 
a 1031 tax deferred exchange, they had to move out of the property for a couple of years. They were out anyway. They weren't going there and just leaving their things there for a period of time and just coming back and grabbing clothes and stuff. So, you know, what I asked her to do is talk with her, her tax accountant and see if maybe renting it out for a couple of years and reclassifying her, her primary residence as an investment might make sense. Wow. You know, this whole show, this whole program is really to give people advice on how to get their house in order, as we call the show. And it's really when you're going to be a buyer or a seller, making sure that all your documents are in order, making sure that you have clean title. Can you tell us a little bit about that, just to make sure that you're ready on that side so you can be ready for the rest? Absolutely. So, you know, when we list any property, we always pull the title report and make sure that we understand that all the people that are selling are actually the owners. So that's really important as well. Maybe you've got um, some ex-husband or maybe an uncle or somebody that helped you in the beginning that might still be on title and they haven't signed. Or there may be a cloud on that title, which is a, you know, a little blemish that needs to be taken care of. Those types of things can be addressed in the beginning versus once you start the process and then you get some 11th hour surprise. Wow, well we covered so much ground today. Tell us how viewers can get in touch with you if they wanna learn more. Well, give me a call at 808-725-2000. And you know, we do seminars on a monthly basis and if we've covered some things that might um, sound interesting or you wanna hear, uh, hear a little bit more about that double tax strategy I had shared that my friend had gone through, that's the kind of stuff we, we talk about and we're happy to maybe look at somebody's specific situation to see if we might be able to help them. Fantastic. Mahalo Kay. It was so wonderful to hear all of your wonderful perspectives today. Remember, you can review this show or watch it again by finding us on YouTube or listen as a podcast wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Yanji Denise. Until next time, take care and aloha. Mm -hmm.